Hello, Los Angeles Kings fans, and welcome to episode 45 of the Kings Den, as always presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 45. As always, I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham. Episode 45, the Kings are hot. The LA Kings are hot. But before we get into all of that, of course, don't forget to follow us on social media, on Twitter, at the Kings Den THPN at Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget to follow me, your host, Jordy Cunningham, on Twitter, at Cunningham Jordy. Don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on YouTube for all of our video footage. And don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Patreon for just $1. You can find all our exclusive bonus content. So definitely check us out at, at the Hockey Podcast Network on Patreon. Again, just $1. You can find all of our exclusive bonus content, bonus podcasts. We have a lot of great additional info and content up there so definitely check that out as well episode 45 of the king's den the la kings are hot little home cooking has helped two wins this week that we will discuss a 2-1 win over the pittsburgh penguins and a 2-1 overtime win over the new jersey devils two big wins the la kings 5-2-1 and one over their last eight games. Who would have thought that? They've been playing well. All started since that home game against Calgary a couple weeks ago. Big win in that game. 5-2-1 and one since. In the midst of so much roster change. The trade deadline. The big piece is moving. Clifford gone. Toffoli gone. Martinez gone. This team has come together. And they've improved to 5-2-1 and one over their last eight games. And there was a... I want, before I even get into the game against Pittsburgh, I want to discuss a couple things that head coach Todd McClellan said after the game against Pittsburgh, but I think they're, that they can be talked about beforehand because I was going to discuss it, but head coach Todd McClellan t- touched on it as well during one of his media scrums early in the week, so I want to address this as well, and that's the fact of, I mentioned this last episode, a team coming together after the trade deadline. This You see this so often with struggling teams. A team is struggling in the year. Bigger pieces are getting moved. And after the trade deadline, it's almost like a sense of relief. And this sense of relief even happened a little earlier for the LA Kings as their 5-2-1 in their last eight. But the little sense of relief that you don't have to worry about anything anymore. It's going to be okay. Just play your game. And I know it's a tough thing to do because we talked about how mentally draining the trade deadline is on individuals and the whole team to know your friends are going to get traded to other places. You're not going to be playing with your buddies anymore, guys that you've developed relationships with over years and years. It's tough. It takes a toll on everyone. It takes a toll on a whole organization when you're, going to, when you're a struggling team and you're going to trade big-name pieces away. But I, as Kings fans, I've told you, I host the Kings Den, but I live in Vancouver. I've seen this with the Canucks over the last couple of years. They've struggled all season long. They trade big pieces at the deadline, and then they go on winning streaks towards the end of the season. Good Teams that struggle do this. Get ready to see it. The Kings might play well over this last 20 games. They, and fans will argue. Oh, fans will argue. Oh, you're, you're disproving. You're not, you're not going to have as good a chance at the first overall pick. Your percentage is going to go down to try to win the lottery to get first overall. And yes, that may be true. But it's, it's going to be exciting at the same time. Because you're still going to get a high draft pick. And you're still going to see these young kids play well and get their chance. Like we saw this week in these two games against Pittsburgh and against New Jersey. But head coach Tom McClellan touched on this as well. On the relief in the dressing room after the trade deadline. He said, yeah, there's relief. 
We addressed the team. We laid it out on the line. This is our group, and this is a group that's going to move the needle as we talked about, individually and collectively, and it's time to dig in, and we have the right people in the locker room. That's not, that's not to say anything, that's not to say anything bad about the guys that left, that they were wrong, but by no means. But the people that are in the locker room right now, the older players, the veterans, we've addressed them all, and they are aware of what their rules could be and how hard they have to play in practice so that everyone else can keep their eyes on them. And then the follow, and then the followers. So we've got the leaders and the followers, and we've got to do it all together, and tonight we did. And that, that is so true after this effort against Pittsburgh. It is kind of a coming-of-age moment for the LA Kings right now when you're a team in transition. You've traded Foley. You've traded Martinez. You've traded Clifford. You've traded Forbert. It's a great... The LA Kings are in, are in this transition right now, and it's so tough mentally for this team to see all the changes. But the relief is there now. The team can take a breath, go back, take a breath, and they can start playing hockey at their game again. Either there's there's still going to be struggles with this team because this team is struggling that like they have all season long, but they're hot right now. Five, two and one in their last eight. Everyone's playing a lot better because of the sense of relief. Young guys are getting a great amount of chance and even greater amount of chance because you have Dowdy, Kopitar, Carter's out right now, but you still have Dowdy, Kopitar, Brown, that first line of I follow Kopitar and Brown. They're staying together right now, but these young guys, the Lazots, the Prohorkins, the Petersons and net, they're, the Kempes, the Wagners, they're going to get more chances down the stretch here, and it's going to be exciting to see that. If you're an LA Kings fan, you should be excited. And even more prospects are going to come up the whole time as well. So definitely get excited for that. But let's talk about your LA Kings beating one of the better teams in the league, the Pittsburgh Penguins, by the score of 2-1 to one on Wednesday night. Big game, big win for the Kings. Big, You could say statement win. Late in, the se- late in the season against a team that's str- that's pretty good. It's going to be in the playoffs. And if that's the other point that for the Kings. It's your turn in the season to play spoiler. There's going to be teams on the bubble. There's teams fighting for the playoff push. Hey, if you beat them, they might not make the playoffs anymore. You want to put the pressure on them to say, hey, you got to go through us to make the playoffs. I, we're not going to make the playoffs, but you have to go through us to get there. And so they can play spoiler a little bit down this last stretch and it started here with a 2-1 win over the Pittsburgh Penguins a game that Pittsburgh outshot the Kings 36 to 22 Cal Peterson played in this game he stood on his head one of the best games of his young career he was outstanding in this game as he made 35 saves for the win the Kings very hot start power play goal early exactly one minute in Crystal Tang goes in the box just a minute and a half later Blake Lazat just his fifth of the year I've said how much I love this kid I think he's going to be a great player for the LA Kings in the future. He's a great checking third line center that can find the back of the net as well. I think his game is just going to rise as he gets more and more NHL experience. Like I said, I've liked him all season long. This was just his fifth of the year. He had gone a long time without scoring, but it was great to see him get back on the board. This is a power play goal. Beautiful tip in right in front of the net as he dragged it back towards him and passed the goaltender to make it one to nothing. It was, oh, Sean Walker had the one-timer on it that Lazat deflected, and Lazat had the touch... Sorry, Velarde had the touch pass to Walker. So all the young guys getting involved on the power play, which is awesome to see, see as well. Lazat from Walker and Velarde. Velarde's been well since he's joined the team last week. Lazat and Walker, they've been doing their thing, growing their game all season long. It was great, great, great to see. And there's there was great movement on the whole power play. The power play unit was Lazat, Ferk, and Amadio. Velarde out there as well. There was great movement from these young guys on the power play, and that was 
awesome to see as well. Not to mention, Marty Furk with that 109-mile-an-hour shot, getting that one stuck in the side of the net. You see that? That was pretty crazy. That was pretty cool to see. That's I'm scared if I'm a goaltender and there's a shot... There's a slap shot coming at 109 miles an hour. That is crazy. But anyways, it was one nothing, Kings after the first period. Pretty second period. Not much goes on in the second period. Chances both ways. Pretty average period. But the fourth liner, Trevor Lewis, his name was in trade talks. Whether he gets traded or not, he doesn't get traded. He scores his fourth of the year with 30 seconds left in the second period to make it two to nothing going into the third period. Pretty little goal by Trevor Lewis here, who's a fourth-line grinder, but it was in the midst of a change. Moore gets to Lazot. Lazot with a beautiful touch pass over Chris Letang. Look up the word finesse in the dictionary. There's, there's the video of this pass right here. Nice little finesse pass by Lazot to Trevor Lewis. Trevor Lewis, a nice move around the defenseman. Fakes one way, goes the other way. First shot stopped. Second, second chance rebound in the back of the net. Made it 2 nothing. And goals in the first in the first minute or last minute of a period are huge, huge momentum killers that made it to nothing with 30 seconds left in the second. That was a beautiful goal by Trevor Lewis. Great effort by Lazat to get him the puck. Lewis made the nice move around Jack Johnson. It got his own rebound to make it two to nothing with 30 seconds left to it in the second period. That was his fourth of the season, but good for him for staying with it. Cause again, he was a guy, his name was floating around at the deadline. He doesn't get moved. He's going to keep, playing hard for the Kings like he has his whole career. Penguins get one back about seven minutes into the third period, just over six minutes into the third period, actually, as Rust makes it 2-1 to one on kind of a scramble play, some pretty passing by the Penguins. The Kings kind of got caught out of position. A nice play made it 2-1. to one. Not much of a chance for Cal Peterson on this goal. But other than that, this was one of the best games of Cal Peterson's career as he shut the Penguins down all night, including the rest of the way after the Penguins made it 2-1. to one. They had great chances late in the game, especially with empty net. Cal Peterson kept playing well, kept standing on his head. Again, finished this game with 35 saves. I believe he was the first star. Lazat was the second star, I believe. They have had both had great games in this 2-1 to one win. And in this eight-game streak the, where the Kings are 5-2-1, and one, the... Another thing that's been huge behind goaltending, Peterson and Quick playing so well, is the special teams. Penguins, lethal offense. Crosby, Malkin. We all know how good their offense is. The Kings held them to 0 for 3 on the power play. That is huge. The Kings went 0 for 3. The Kings forced the Pittsburgh to go 0 for 3 on the power play. And LA themselves went 1 for 2 on the power play. So a great special teams night for the LA Kings in this game, holding off one of the best offenses in the league to no power play goals on three chances. That was huge. And something I've liked to touch on all season long for such a young team and missing Jeff Carter right now, this team is still so good in the faceoff circle, which is a great, great sign for a young team as they were over 50% again in this game, just at 52% in this game. So that was awesome to see from the Kings and this young, and this young centers as well. Just awesome to see a great effort and a great 2-1 win for the LA Kings over the Pittsburgh Penguins in this game. And I got one more quote for after this from head coach Thomas Lennon after this game because I was thinking about this as well. This has been a tough time for the defense, and they have responded greatly. You trade one of your best defensemen in Alec Martinez. You rotating guys around. You have Derek Forbert come in for basically eight games off injury 
It might have been a little more than that. And then you trade him away. There was other guys on one-year contracts that could have been traded away at the deadline and didn't. So it's been a, been a bit of a rotation on the defensive end. We've discussed it before with Hutton, Ryan, Roy. It's been a bit of a, a blender on the defensive end. And it's been tough for the defense. It's tough for anyone when you're in and out of the lineup. And sometimes you have bad games. You get out of the lineup for a game, you get back in. But it's been a bit of a blender on the defensive end. And the defense is no, knows that. And it's affected them. And this is head, what head coach, Todd McClellan, head coach Todd McClellan said about the defense after that game. He admitted that the defense was in a tough spot with all the changes, with Martinez leaving, with Forbert getting shipped out after being in for only about a month of games, not even. So head coach Todd McClellan said, the D were put in a tough spot. When Derek came back from his injury, we had eight games of them in practice and eight of them for the games. And we had to talk to them and say, listen, we're not dressing eight. And very solemn, we will dress seven. So two of you have got the short end of the stick on any given night. There are nights you'll come out, you'll come out because you're a play, but a lot of nights you'll come out just for rotational purposes. So six that are here stuck with it. They didn't always like what was going on, but they stuck with it and they played pretty well here. Now that now is their time to shine to earn contracts for next year, earn playing time. All six of them had a pretty good night tonight, and it's true. The defense was good against Pittsburgh, and that reigns true. What he was saying, there was pretty much eight defensemen wrote rotating you're not going to take Doughty out you're not going to take Martinez out till he gets traded there was some fighting between defensemen Roy Ryan Hudden especially you there was there was Jocelyn for playing time and now that's over even young defensemen are getting a chance now which we're going to touch on in a second but the defense wasn't a tough spot and it was very it's it's good to see them coming out of that and playing a lot better of late on the defensive end because it's something that that has killed the Kings this season for sure. And now, before we got onto the game against the New Jersey Devils, the 2-1 overtime win on Saturday Saturday afternoon, let me tell you about our friends at Cool Hockey. Since 1999, CoolHockey.com has been the number one online source for purchasing and customizing officially licensed NHL hockey jerseys in North America. Quality is just, is just as important to them as it is to you, and that's why they ensure that every product that leaves their doors is done to the exact specifications of the NHLPA. Cool Hockey... Stocks officially licensed NHL jerseys from Adidas, Fanatics, Reebok, and CCM, and hand stitched them in their 1,500 square foot state of the art faci- production facility in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, to ensure the most authentic customization possible. Since they don't outsource jerseys for customization like their competitors, they are able to offer the best quality, pricing, and delivery time on all of their products. Cool Hockey staff live and breathe hockey, and it shows in their work. Find out why coolhockey.com is the number one source for NHL hockey jerseys online. Cool Hockey is committed to providing every customer with a high-quality product that is hand-stitched by professionals. Since, since Cool Hockey does not outsource any jerseys for customization, that means their jerseys can be customized and shipped them faster than their competitors. And officially, and Cool Hockey jerseys and customization is officially licensed by both the NHL and the NHLPA. They take pride in making you just look like the players on the ice. Check out our friends at www.coolhockey.com. And right now, if you spend... $219 or more, use promo code THPN and you'll get 20% off. Again, $219 or more at coolhockey.com. Use promo code THPN for 20% off. And we have a special announcement with our friends at Cool Hockey that we will get into at the end of the episode. But it is very exciting. You're definitely going to want to stay tuned and check that out, LA Kings fans. But let's get to the 2 1 win for the LA Kings over the New Jersey Devils on Saturday afternoon. And like I said last episode, this was a bit of a weird week for the LA Kings as they had some time off. They got some practice time. They played on Sunday, had a couple days off, 
played on Wednesday, had a couple days off, and now played on Saturday afternoon against the New Jersey Devils. And there was some excitement around the team because defenseman Mikey Anderson got the call up to make his NHL debut, and he got to play against his brother Joey Anderson, who plays for the Devils. So it was a very cool thing, and there was a great story going around that the... As we've talked about before, LA's AHL team is just in Ontario, California. It's not that far. So the Anderson parents were planning on making the trip to come to California, see Joey play in LA against the Kings, and then go up to Ontario and watch Mikey play for the rain in the AHL. But it just so happened the Kings call up Mikey Anderson to make his NHL debut. He gets to play against his brother, Joey. Very cool moment for the Anderson family as the brothers get to play against each other, as Mikey gets to make his NHL debut. Mikey's been good. He's going to be another good player for the LA Kings. He's a prospect we haven't talked about as much, but he's definitely going to bring something for the LA Kings in the future and fight to be a regular next season. He had three goals and 15, three goals, 12 points, three goals, 12 assists, 15 points in 52 games with the Ontario Reign this season. So a pretty good season in the AHL. And he's coming off. He just won the national championship in the, in, in the NCAA last year with Min, Minnesota Duluth. In the final game, in the national championship game, he had, he had a goal and two assists. He contributed to all three goals that his team scored in the game. So, And he's played in the World Juniors a couple of years. He's a player that, that you should be excited about, Kings fans. And he had a pretty good, pretty good game. He played, almost ni- he played 19 minutes in his NHL debut. That's pretty good. Mikey Anderson had a pretty good had a good game for in his debut here against the New Jersey Devils, which was a two one overtime win for your LA Kings. New Jersey got off to the hot start in this game though. They went up one nothing early. Jasper Pratt from uh, scored the goal. It was a great play to make it one nothing. Gustav he had, he had time got around a couple Kings players made a night, great pass to Jasper Pratt who put who one timed it past Jonathan Quick. Just got in kind of the crevasse between the arm and the shoulder of Jonathan Quick. His Quick kind of overextended for it just a little. That made it one nothing for New Jersey. They were up in, in a weird period because this was a weird game. Sometimes there are games like this. In the first period, LA outshot the Devils 15-4, to but yet we're down one nothing. That happens. The Kings had a good first period except for this one little play. That made it, that ended up in the back of the net. I made it one nothing. Again, Kings have shot the Devils fifteen to four in the first period, but we're down one to nothing. Second period, Kings tied at one with six forty six left to go in the second. But meanwhile, New Jersey outshoots the Kings eighteen to eight in the second period. Just sometimes hockey doesn't make sense, you know. But six forty six left to go in the second period. A great forecheck by Anze Kopitar. Forces a turnover. Ayafalo, puck goes Ayafalo, Ayafalo to Kopitar to Brown, who one times it in the back of the net to make it at one or to tie it at one. And that was that's just a great. That's what good hockey teams do. They force turnovers like that, and they end up in the back of the net right away. That's what a first line does. And it was great to see this from Ayafalo, Kopitar, and Brown as they find one in the back of the net. So again, that was all the scoring and regulation. But man, that it was strange. The, you don't see this very often, but when you do, it's kind of like, what? Again, LA is down one nothing after one, despite out shooting the Devils fifteen to four. It's tied at one after the second. LA ties it at one. It's one one after two periods, but in the second, the Devils outshoot the Kings eighteen to eight. Sometimes hockey just doesn't make sense. And then it was scoreless in the third period. This game went to overtime, but what a third period it was! Thirteen to eleven, the shots on goal. 
in the final shots in the game were 38 to 33 for the Kings. Both goaltenders were unbelievable in this game. Jonathan Quick and Mackenzie Blackwood, they both were outstanding in this game. Both stood on their head. They were both great for their respective teams in this game, making clutch saves at huge times. Uh, like The goaltending has been so much better for the LA Kings of late. I can't, I can't stress that enough. Quick's been playing great. Peterson's been been playing great as he gets more and more experience. And it was pretty... It was pretty cool to see such great goaltending in this game between Jonathan Quick and Mackenzie Blackwood, who, of course, is one of the future pieces for the New, New Jersey Devils in their rebuild as well. But he played great in this game as well. But it goes to overtime. A bad change by the Devils. Really bad change. Kings strike, take advantage. Adrian Kempe finds the back of the net to make it 2-1 to one and get the Kings the win. Lazat and Brown with the assists on it as there was as the Kings were changing as well. But bad change by the Devils. They take advantage right away. Quick pass to Kempe. He had tons of time and space. Basically a three on two with the change happening. Puts it blocker side on Mackenzie Blackwood to make it two to one. And Adrian Kempe all Mr. Serious. No smile after the celebration. It was like it was like the Kings were up seven to one. And Kempe just scored to make it 8-1. No celebration at all. Just goes skates to the corner. All his, cel- all his teammates come to celebrate. And he, they joked after the game. He smiled in the locker room afterwards. But it was pretty funny. Game-winning goal. Just no smile from Adrian Kempe. And congrats to Adrian Kempe. As that goal, the game-winning goal, was career point number 100 for Adrian Kempe. So that was very cool to see that. As your LA Kings beat the New Jersey Devils by the score of 2-1. to one. Again, two struggling teams. Two teams that are going to be in the lottery for a high draft pick. Four, maybe even first overall. You just never know. Another great game in the face-off dot for the LA Kings. 58% in this game. And also, a pretty quiet game penalty-wise. There was just one penalty all game. But this is another great effort for the LA Kings in this game. As a second straight 2-1 win. Of course, they've now won... Of course, they're now 5-2-1 in their last eight, like we've talked about. And Todd McClellan talked about the win and Mikey Anderson's debut after the game. And he said, well, first the, first the win, because the team always comes first. Happy that the group found a way. I thought we had many opportunities offensively to score, more than more than one or two. But defensively, we gave up a lot. They had a lot of opportunities, and Quickie's, Quickie stood big and strong in the net. It wasn't a well-played game on our behalf. Not a lot of detail. Chances for and against. Not the... Not the way we want to play, but we found a way to win an ugly game to win. But an, an ugly game to win a game where we probably had our B game. So we, we've got to be somewhat pleased with that. Mikey, great debut. Excited for him to play in his first home game against his brother with his family in the crowd. I don't think he can write it any better for that young man. But more importantly, the way he carried himself on ice. He played 19, almost 20 minutes, didn't make any mistakes, posed with the puck, good outlook passes. We'll go back and look at the chances. I don't think we're going to see I don't think we're going to see his number a lot there are others that are going to show show up a lot more than he did so good for him exciting opportunity for him and good for our organization that someone else has earned the right to play in the league and gain some experience and everything head coach Holland said there is true it was a sloppy game that's what happens when you have a combined 71 shots in the game that's what happens when 
LA has 38 shots in the game and New Jersey has 33 shots in the game. It's going to be a sloppy game. And you're especially going to see that between two teams that have struggled all season long. Two teams whose defenses aren't very good. But of course, Mikey Anderson, great debut. He made the Kings defense a lot better in this game. He helped them out a lot. And again, playing 19 minutes in your NHL debut is nothing Absolutely nothing to sniff your nose at. Most people don't get that in their NHL debut. Anderson played great. He was posed with the puck, like head coach uh, Todd Matalin said. He was great, and he's going to be a staple on this back end for the LA Kings for a long, long time. And it was just, what a moment. Like, you can't write any better. Playing against his brother Joey in his NHL debut, all his family in attendance. Very cool to see that. And again, another great moment for the Anderson family. Head coach Todd McClellan also touched on the goaltending and how good it's been. I just touched on it as well, but I just want to read this because he talked about the 5-2-1 stretch and how it's all started with the goaltending with Quickie and Peterson and how well they've been played. He said, I'd say good goaltending and special teams have performed fairly well. It allows us to stay in games and try and win games. But the goaltending, both Quickie and Cal, have been outstanding in their little home stretch. In this little home stretch. We're going to need it tomorrow again. The power play didn't get an opportunity, but the Penalty came up big and when it was required. So that was so there were two good things that led to it. Games have been won a lot of different ways. We've won we've been sloppy in one, we've been a good checking team in one. So we're a little all over the map. You're you want to clean some stuff up and be consistent, but that's the way we're built right now. We're gonna have to continue to climb. And that's so true. When you're a team that's in transition, there's a lot of different moving pieces that you gotta fix. There is. And that's what the LA Kings have to deal with right now. There's a lot of different moving pieces. There are some games that are going to be different, some games that are going to be sloppy, but you still have to, you still end up with the win with the two points. And that's what the LA Kings have been doing lately. And it's been so cool to see that effort from them and them figure, figure some stuff out and go on this great stretch of 5 2 and 1 right now. So good for the LA Kings. They still have a tough task this week. They, st- they have this. Tonight, Sunday night is their only road game of this huge home stretch I've talked about before. 15 home games and 16. 15 of the next 16 at home or something like that is a stretch on right now. Tonight's the only away game. We will get to all that in one second. But before we get to that, I want to tell you about our friends at Puffy Mattresses. Rated America's most comfortable mattress, Puffy provides the ultimate sleep to thousands of customers nationwide. The Puffy Mattress is an all-foam memory mattress with a medium firmness level and outstanding pressure relief. Low-density memory foam makes for an exceptionally soft sleeping surface. Lightweight sleepers and side sleepers will appreciate the bed's cradling support, which balances comfort with proper spinal alignment. Check out our friends at www.puffy.ca. So the road ahead for the LA Kings. They play again tonight, Sunday night, the only road game of this huge homestand that they're on as they are in Vegas to take on the Golden Knights tonight. Vegas is rolling right now. What is it, eight straight for the Golden Knights? This is going to be a tough task on back-to-backs, traveling a little bit. But let's see if the LA Kings can play spoiler. Let's see if they can do some favors to their friends in the Pacific Division who are battling for playoffs and knock off the King, knock off the Knights tonight. This is going to be a good game. This is going to be a very good game. We'll def- I expect Peterson to get the start with Quickie playing last night, but we'll see what happens. And then, then your LA Kings have more time off. They have another three days off. Then they welcome the Maple Leafs on Thursday night, 7.30 puck drop. They're going to see some friends, some old friends. Kyle Clifford is going to be back in LA. Jake Muzzin's hurt right now, so they won't see Jake Muzzin, unfortunately. He just got hurt right after the trade deadline, but they will see Kyle Clifford in action. Maybe you'll see Jack Campbell in net. 
Who knows? I know Freddie Anderson's been playing well for the Leafs lately, but you never know what will happen. And then your LA Kings take on the Minnesota Wild. Another afternoon start on Saturday, March 7th. Again, against Minnesota Wild, a 1 o'clock puck drop. And then the next week, they have Colorado, Ottawa, and Anaheim. And then the rest of the month, they, after the game against Vegas, it's 10 straight at home. It's Toronto, Minnesota, Colorado, Ottawa, Anaheim, Montreal, Boston, Vancouver, Arizona. Quite the stretch at home, like we've talked about before. Again, it's 15 out of 16 at home. It's a crazy stretch for the LA Kings. Head coach Todd McClellan isn't happy about it. He's talked about it before. He's talked about how it's too... He's worried about a team getting too comfortable with all these home games. And he, he doesn't agree with it. He doesn't agree with the schedule about it. He says nine games at home is too long. It's not healthy for the team. They need more time. They need time on the road. That The schedule needs to be more spread out. Because you can get a little bit too comfortable at home. And you need the time. Like, of course, the Kings are a home team. We've talked about that at length. But this is a little ridiculous. 15 out of 16 at home. That needs to be spread out a little bit more. It does. It's cool to have 15 out of 16 at home because you don't see it very often. But again, that needs to be spread out more. Guys get too comfortable at home, a little bit too comfortable at home. It's hard to stay focused a little bit. You need to get back on the road. I think it's a little strange. It's something that you don't see often. You don't see it at all, actually. But that's what your LA Kings are dealing with right now. And it's a positive as well because LA Kings are a home team. They have won the majority of their games at home this season at Staples Center. They love playing at home. So we'll see what happens over this next three weeks of home games. But again, they're in Vegas tonight, the only road game of this stretch to take on the Golden Knights. And then they don't play till Thursday when they take on the Maple Leafs at, at 730. And then they take on the Minnesota Wild on Saturday at 1 p.m. Now, before we let you go for episode 45 of the Kings Den, I had, I said I had some some exciting news here at the Hockey Podcast Network to announce. And I touched on it last episode in collaboration with our friends at Cool Hockey, who I mentioned. And this is with Cool Hockey and from Tankathon. We present the Hockey Podcast Network 2020 NHL Draft Lottery Contest. This starts today, March 1st, as we're recording this, and goes all the way to April 4th at midnight. So, all entries must be submitted by April 4th at midnight. It's so easy to enter. So visit tankathon.com slash NHL. Click Sim Lottery until you get the outcome you like. You click on it and you don't like the pick. You don't like what you got. Keep clicking it until you get what you like. If you're a Senators fan and you want to keep clicking until uh, the Senators have both the first and second round First overall and second overall pick, you get that. If you're a Kings fan, you click on it, and the Kings aren't first overall, you keep clicking until the Kings get first overall. And then once it's at where you like it, you just screenshot your favorite 15-team results, so whatever order the teams are in, and you submit your entry by commenting below, tweeting it to us at the Kings THPN at Hockey Podcast Network. Tweet us what your favorite outcome is, and tag a friend. Tag a friend and tweet the post as well. Retweet, tweet it. You only get one entry per Twitter account. That's the rule. One entry per Twitter account. But whoever gets closest to the actual draft, so keep clicking it until you like the draft, until you like, until it's the way you want it, the 15-team draft. And then the lottery is going to happen. If you have 15 out of 15 or whoever is closest to getting 15 out of 15, getting every team right, the whole order right, 
picks number one through 15, you will win a $200 gift card courtesy of coolhockey.com. So again, the NHL, the Hockey Podcast Network 2020 NHL Draft Contest 1, visit tankathon.com slash NHL. Click Sim Lottery until you get the, out- the outcome you like. Teams picks 1 through 15, where each team is going to rank in that. Screenshot, screenshot the outcome you like. Submit your entry by commenting below. I will retweet the post at the Kings Den THPN. And also tag a friend and tweet your post as well. Whoever gets closest to 15 out of 15 or gets 15 out of 15 will receive a $200 gift card courtesy of Cool Hockey. Again, this contest is running for a whole month. So it doesn't. It opens today, March 1st, and it doesn't close till April 4th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. That's huge, 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. So definitely check it out. Enter, again, only one entry per Twitter account. So at the same time, be careful when you enter because... The strategy involved to this. You want to wait until your team has... It depends how your team plays in the last month and a bit of the season. Because is your team going to be play better and lessen their draft chances? Or are they going to play worse and increase their chances of getting first overall? You just never know. So be picky when you want to enter. Because again, you only get one chance, one entry per Twitter account. So make it... Make sure it's worth it, you know? Make sure your team has the highest odds, gets it first overall. And again, click on it as many times as you can until you get the outcome you want. Screenshot it and send it in at HockeyPodNet, at CoolHockey, at Tankathon. That's our contest for the draft lottery, so definitely check it out, participate, tweet. Tweet it out as well so all your friends can participate as well and win a $200 gift card to CoolHockey.com. This has been episode 45 of the King's Den. Thank you so much for joining us. Almost said episode 44. Episode 45 of the King's Den. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, as always, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the King's Den THPN, at Cunningham Jordy, at Hockey Podcast Network, at HockeyPodNet for the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on YouTube for all of our great video footage. Don't forget to follow us on Patreon for just $1. You can find all our exclusive bonus content and always, don't forget to subscribe to the King's Den. Don't forget to like it, subscribe, rate, review, share. And don't, do, don't just do that for the King's Den. Do that for every podcast around the whole Hockey Podcast Network because we have great content coming out every week, every Monday and Thursday with new episodes. Every day we're putting out content. So definitely check us out. Check out all our podcasts. Don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, review, and share. Get your friends involved. We have... Of course, as you know, we have a podcast, one for every single National Hockey League team. So share them all, check them all out, and don't forget to, of course, check out Tales with TR, our podcast with former NHLer Terry Ryan. And don't forget to check out Ice Analytics, our podcast all about the advanced, advanced statistics of the NHL that drops every Friday. So definitely check that out as well. Again, thank you so much for listening to episode 44 of the King's Den, and we will see you on Monday for episode 45. Stay hot, Kings fans.